Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to the Mad Spot Club. It's your host, Monica Swint. I have something special for the community today. I have the one and only Miss Sherry Hill. She is the owner of Tranquility Bookkeeping Services, and she's going to bring so much knowledge and value to the Mad Spot community today. She is a Mad Spot accountant. And one thing we want to do is we want to understand the money and we want to get to the money. And she's going to show us how to do that today and the importance of keeping track of your money. Welcome to the Mad Spot Club podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and the Mad Spot accountant. How did that come about? So my background is nursing, just like all of us. Um, (laughs) I started in women's health and I always knew I wanted to start a business, but it was really going to be something surrounding women's health. Mm-hmm. And I did um, have a couple of businesses surrounding women's health, the lactation, had an oh. e-commerce store, all kinds of stuff. Right. So it got to a point where I was doing some, some things business wise, but it just wasn't like really making me happy. Right. So I decided at some point, why don't I just go back to my degree because I got my MBA while I was in, um, while I was at my first duty station. So I'm a Navy nurse. Um, so I said, well, I'll just go back to my degree and just help other business owners. I love the accounting. I was actually going to go for my CPA, but I just, I like, oh, that's probably too much. Um, at the time. No, we want to know. I know I was doing a lot at the time. Um, so I really loved the accounting part. That was my favorite part of my program. So I decided I was just going to go ahead and help other business owners. So I kind of took a course that teaches you how to start the business. And I've been doing it since 2016. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 2016? Yeah. You've been in the game a minute. Yeah. A so, yeah, I was still on the floor, but, you know, slowly growing. And now I'm like about two days a week, so. Oh, absolutely. So as we're talking about someone who's interested in a men's spa, who wants to own and operate a men's spa, or, you know, if the person say, I want to get excuse me, into the men's spa industry, I don't really know where to start. So we always want to make sure that we have a solid foundation. That's yeah. most important because, listen, if you don't have a solid foundation, you're in trouble from the beginning. So let's talk a little bit about how do we properly set up um, your foundation and what does a business structure look like? So for me, I tell all people, start with legal. Um, always start with legal and then accounting next because I can't do my job without your proper structure. And the way I do my job depends on your structure. Um, so we know we have people that own spas outright. And then depending on what state you're in, you have to use the MSO structure. But if it's not set up correctly, I can't I can't do anything. So it's, it's telling you how to move your money. So if that's not set up correctly, then it's hard for me to really help you um, because there's fallback on anybody, right? So right. on the owner and then who knows if there's some sort of legal battle, they want to see books. Well, if I can't set them up based on the proper structure, it's not going to help anybody. Absolutely. So all structures are not created equal. <laughs> right. Okay. So if I'm new in the community or say I'm going to set up a men's spa, um, do you have some examples of uh, different structures 
um, as it relates to, are we talking about like LLC, S Corp? Is that exact? That's what we're talking about? That's one part of it. So that's one part of it. So the okay. first thing is your, what can you legally do in your state, right? Mm-hmm. So for instance, I'm an RN, I'm in Maryland, I can't own outright. So I have to have a medical director. And then there's a very special way in which you set up the business. So in that case, it's two businesses, not one. And mm-hmm. I think when I'm listening in all the groups and I hear people talk about things like collaborating physician and medical director, we're using things interchangeably, mm-hmm. but it's correct. So we have to start there. So let's just say it's me. So I would have to find a doctor that's willing to partner with me. And then he has to set up a business. Then I have to set up a business. So even that can sometimes be state dependent because it might have to be a professional corporation or a professional LLC, yes. uh, which is really doesn't change the accounting. It's just what the state wants you to do, right? So from there, if I when I open my own business, I can choose to do LLC, Texas S Corp, whatever it is that I want to do. So first you have to start with, is it one business or two because of your state? Mm-hmm. And then regardless if it's one business or two, what is your business going to be? Because the state is going to determine what the doctor's business is going to be. What are you going to do? So whether that's LLC, S-Corp, corporation, et cetera. You just said a mouthful because I did not know that. Um, I know all states are not created equal and I didn't understand. Like you said, we will use terms interchangeably as it relates mm-hmm. to, you know, having a medical director. But I didn't know it was considered two separate businesses. It you can, just, depending on what state, state. you're in. Yep. Absolutely. I definitely just learned that. And I'm sure our community will be happy to know that information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're surprised. Like a lot of people look at it like it's just two, two bank accounts. And I'm like, nope, it's two separate entities. And it means a lot. Um, what, how you're reporting your money, who gets what deduction. It's all kinds of... Um, implications to that. So that's why I always say start for a lawyer or if I meet with someone and they've already started, I'll say, hey, you might want to just have your stuff looked at and hear some names just to kind of like, you know, um, have them look at that and make sure everything is good to go. Because I don't know if you saw that um, that news article about that place was in Iowa somewhere where the nurse practitioner, the nurse practitioner <laughs> took all the money. And I'm like, I, I did a um, post on that. I'm like, well, I know somebody dropped the ball somewhere with this entity and, and the transition period. So it's very important to make sure it's set up correctly. Yes. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, that's about to get hot. That's about to get yeah, hot. Yeah, I'm still waiting to figure out what, like I did all kinds of research. I'm like, yep, that's the MSO structure and somebody dropped the ball when it was time to terminate. Absolutely. And that's what happens when you're in it and you're just trying to make the money. You always got to check that back office to make sure um, that you got that back office intact because things are constantly changing. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about like people's like, okay, I'm going to open up the med spa. I got my structure, my business structure anchored. I have that business taken, you know, my business has taken off and now they have hired the med spa accountant. So let's start talking about some profits and loss and what does that actually look like and what the terms mean profit and loss as it relates to your med spa business. Okay. So profit and loss is probably like the easiest thing to pick up because it really means what it says, right? So this report is going to take account all of your income, 
and then all the expenses. And then at the end of the month, the week, the year, you either profited or you had a loss. So what is important for MESPAS is that they're very specific, you know, KPIs or key performance indicators you're looking for. And it's not just looking at overall profitability, but we have a lot of people that do lots of services and you want to look at profitability per service. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you're up with the rest of the mess buys in the nation, right? So it's very important to have someone to set up this profit and loss appropriately. So instead of having just sales and then random expenses and then a number at the bottom, you want to see things like injectables, fillers, facial, skincare, retail, because you want to assess each one. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not too many med spots that like hone in on one thing or, you know, or niche down, which that's another thing that I would love to see, but Mm -hmm. um, they don't do that. So you want to know, you know, where are my people coming from? Are they all just coming for injectables and fillers or, you know, are they, are they coming in for body contouring? Where are your people coming from? So you Mm -hmm. know, how to map things out and my pricing, right? So, you know, if I'm selling, if I have, you know, $10,000 injectables and then the cost of injectables are $7,000, you're discounting too much. Something's not right because that shouldn't be. So you really want to make sure you maximize the profit and loss um, according to your industry so you can actually use it to make decisions. Absolutely. And we talk a lot about that in with my men's audits about your KPIs. And, you know, you got to know where your money's coming from. Who are your top clients? What are your uh, top three services? Like you can do five or 10 different things, but what is bringing in the money? What is bringing in the retention of the clients? That's important to know. And like you said, it's, it's, it's bigger than just, you know, bringing in the money and what bills you're paying out. So you definitely need to keep track of your KPIs. Thank you so much for talking about that. Because honestly, let me just be transparent. When I had my uh, IV hydration business, I didn't, I was so busy and I can see as a new business owner, I was so busy trying to get the money and not fail where I did not focus a lot on my KPIs. I didn't focus a lot on, you know, I'm just like, I got all this money in, but I was kind of serious. I didn't lose a lot of money. I did bring a whole lot of money in, but it, I j- it just was not right. <laughs> right, right. No, it's, 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 it's like that. Sometimes people are struggling and then sometimes the people are like, successful, what we call an accident, right? Like you open this, and like tons of money starts coming through and it's like, okay. But it's very, it's still very important because mm-hmm. for you can sustain that or it's coming in correctly because I could just be bringing all kinds of money in, but I don't necessarily be profitable if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, absolutely. And then I had to, I was like a year and some change in. So what I had to do, the, the revenue was still coming in. Um, like it was by default that I, started off successful, but then I had to pause to get my back office together. And then um, I didn't initially bring on an accountant because I didn't know I needed one. So a lot of the times, and as we're educating our community, it's not that the business owner, a by owner does not want to invest in uh, an accountant. They don't understand the importance of the investment and it's going to determine how your money move and how your business move and sustainability in business. Absolutely. I did some interviews with some people, um, 
like maybe like many months ago, like maybe a couple of years ago, just to kind of get a sense of what people think about accounting. And it's very funny. So I'll ask, hey, you just started a business. What are the first things you think about? Accounting never showed up. Like mm-hmm. maybe very rarely accounting ever showed up. So I might ask them, what does it mean to you? Not a lot of people know what it means. People think you have to make a lot of money before you even talk to one. Mm-hmm. And you might not be able to afford a full service accounting services, you know, when you first start, but you always talk to someone. You want to make sure that your structure is correct. You want to make sure that, you know, you're classifying employees, right? You can always do a consult with someone just to get started. Um, and then as you grow, you might get busy enough where you say, hey, take this over for me. But I've seen so many things. I'm like, oh, we would ask a question a long time ago. And it's okay because it's not, it happens. Every, it happens all the time. Yeah. But if you, you know, simply just contact one just for a consult and then they can at least do a strategy session or something with you to make sure you start on the right path. And then as you grow, you can add more services. Thanks for breaking that down and clarifying, because initially when I thought of the term accountant, it is intimidating. And Mm -hmm. my initial thought process was I can't afford one until I met one that I I could afford. It's just like you can afford. And just like you say, it's different options. It doesn't have to be full time. We can start off with some bookkeeping and then we can grow. And then eventually if that is a desire, it, you know, it can be a full time um, team member, um, you know, within the business. But uh, thanks right. for letting people know that it's levels to this. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's pretty much levels to everything, but you definitely want to at least, you know, throw some questions out there just to make sure you're starting on the right path. And like, you, you know, like you said, as you hit the next milestone, call them back and then, okay, now we can incorporate this or we can incorporate that. Okay. Thanks for sharing. You've given us some great pointers, things that we definitely need to know when you are thinking about owning and operating a man's spot and, or if you already in the thick of it, it was like, okay, I'm already here. So what do we do now that I am in this? How can I then bring on a man's spot accountant? I'm already making all this money. So where do I go from here? Right. Um, you just, sim- you simply, you know, reach out. There's always a strategy session, kind of go over where you are, what you've been doing, kind of like your goals. So, you know, it's not just end of year stuff. So we talk about what's happening now, what changes can be made. And then based on where you are, okay, either I can offer full service for you you're at that point. Or I can just clean up your books for you and kind of, te- you know, show you some things if you still want to hold on to it. It could be anything, but it really just starts with a phone call, no matter what stage you're at. Absolutely. That's good to know for sure. So as we have, um, we talked about having a solid business structure. We talked about profit and loss and what that looks like. We talked about um, bringing on a accountant as a team member. Let's talk about how teach us in the Spot community. We've opened up these businesses. How do we now grow and sustain the business for longevity in the game of the Spot industry? What does that look like? So it goes, it, it definitely goes back to the numbers. Um, what are your goals? 
how do you set yourself apart from the the mess bar around the corner because they're they're popping up everywhere mm-hmm. um and i i see there's so many questions that i see in the in the facebook groups about different things um i would definitely make sure your your venue is is on point like it's very distinct um i did a i did a tiktok about me going to get a facial not in a mess well actually it's five she has a mess bar but I went to get a facial and my whole process from inquiring about it, looking at the menu all the way to the end. I'm like, they could have gotten so much money off of me if they would have just did what they were supposed to do. Cause I was confused. Right. Uh-huh. So when I go to potential clients websites and I see things, I'm like, Ooh, this could just from a consumer perspective, mm-hmm. not even accounting. Right. Like Howard, I don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So imagine how many people will go to your website and be like, I don't get it. And then go away. Right. Um, but I would, I would set, definitely set some goals, understand what the KPIs are. They're out there mm-hmm. and then really have a dashboard, like a whiteboard or something. Right. Okay. So if my, you know, if I should be averaging sales, you know, one room averaging 600, you know, an hour or whatever it is, what are my daily sales supposed to be? Okay. And then put it up there and see what you reach. Cause that's going to be, that's not even in like QuickBooks. That's going to be in your EMR or whatever mm-hmm. POS system you use. So there's a lot of numbers there. Um, how much inventory do I want to sell? You know, everybody should be leaving with something. Absolutely. So everybody. Just put it up. Just put it up there. I want $2,000 in retail sales every week or something. So you have to have these numbers in place and then you have to actually use the numbers that you have so you can compare it to your goals and making sure that you are, um, you're hitting them or you can kind of like pivot and see why you're not hitting them. Right. Um, making sure your staff is all on board with understanding the onboarding process and the training, you know, and the leads and the marketing. You got to make sure everybody is part of this. Everybody. It's so, everybody. We're a team. It takes all of us. Right. And then I would just kind of like watch, you know, definitely watching our spending, keeping track of that. I had, for example, I had a client, I have a client who is afraid to hold inventory, which is fine because I understand you're just starting. But they, they will order injectable, like um, injectables like every week. And it's like $25 shipping, right? That goes to your cost of goods. So instead of, you know, your... Um, this part is 1.80 whatever per unit. Don't act, I do it too much. Um, uh, it's now 2.1. Like, mm-hmm. So you're losing money. Like mm-hmm. we have to figure out how to manage this. And I understand you only want just as, you know, just the right amount. You don't want to order too much, but we have to have a balance there. So mm-hmm. that way we're still making money because you just lost a hundred dollars a month. For, you know, for really no reason, right? Exactly. So we, we definitely have to make sure those, you know, those are things we look at. And I would just say, starting now, just like your parents told us and school told us, put a little bit away, you know, each paycheck before we spend. If you can do that, start creating your nest egg now because anything can happen, right? We had the COVID, we had all kinds of stuff. Having that cushion. So if there's any type of disruptions, if you're a solo entrepreneur and you go on vacation or something, you're not coming back to like, oh my God, I had no money coming in. How am I pay this? How am I pay that? So I would definitely start working on that nest egg for your business. Yeah. So uh, most of your clients, um, nurses by trade, 
and um and then um, are just kind of I have a I have a I have a couple of PAs, an actual doctor um who owns her spot outright, but most of them are RNs or MPs. Mm-hmm. Have you found it pretty challenging working with nurses, changing that mindset, moving from um, bedside nurse to nurse entrepreneur and understanding how money moves um, in the entrepreneurial space? Is that challenging for I you? Think, I think it's for everybody. And I think um, really the thing that money movement is a big thing mm-hmm. is mainly for the nurses and PAs because of the because of the way the business has been set mm-hmm. up. Now, if you're in a state where it's just you and that one entity, it's a little bit better. But when you're talking about these two entities that you have and you have and money coming in here and then you have to move it over here, that's the biggest challenge. And I'm like, we have to talk about it over and over again. You do. So it goes in your head. And it's only because of the way we talk about it right. outside of us that makes it all the more confusing. But yes. Yes, for sure. I found it challenging when I first started uh, coaching. When I used to coach nurses in the IV hydration space, um, it was so challenging just shifting that mindset from um, bedside nurse. And, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, as nurses, initially, we we think of things as being disposable and we can always get it again. I was like, oh, I could just you know, I could just work another shift and I could just work right. again, no big deal. So then that behavior comes over into your business. And then you have to constantly have the conversations about everything and everyone is not disposable. And like you said, we have to te- uh, treat things accordingly and you have to learn to save money within your business. Like I used to talk about like alcohol wipes that we used to go home with them in our pocket all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like we never thought about it as it being a cost to the uh, hospital because we didn't think of, of the hospital as a business, right? So right. it's like that that's those people money going home <laughs> at your house where it could be a raise or something at some point. It is alcohol wipe, but if you, if all these people keep taking the alcohol wipes and the flushes and all of this, eventually it definitely adds up. And that's how exactly. you Yeah, you got to think about your business and everything costs. I don't care. Everything you use costs money and you have to think about it like that. No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And I thought about it as you were saying it, even like in who you route, because, you know, we left because of different things. It's almost like when I was a staff and then I became a manager and then you notice that why certain things are the way they are. Obviously, there's still things that can change for the better. But then you start, to, oh, OK, I got mm-hmm. it now. Yeah, it makes sense now. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. You have definitely taught me. For sure, some things that I didn't know that are seem to be very basic <laughs> uh, when talking about money and movement around money. But uh, we definitely appreciate your knowledge and expertise. Um, is there any takeaways that you definitely want us to know? I think, honestly, that making sure your structure is sound. Okay. Um I listened to a podcast, a lawyer's podcast, and they tell all kinds of stories about different, and it's not just med, med spots, mm-hmm. but just whatever, just business and healthcare. And the stories are crazy. Um, and people, you know, you're, you're coasting and you don't think about it, but when something happens, it happens. So I would just encourage everyone, there's like, I don't, 40 some states that have that corporate practice of medicine. You just want to make sure your business is sound and solid. Um, first, um, if you don't have any type of 
on financial records, I would definitely start or get on the phone and, and schedule a call. Um, make sure, you know, make sure that you can't do anything. You can't make any decisions you can't. without those numbers. You really, you really can't. You, can, you don't know if you can afford, you know, to buy this machine. You don't know if it makes any sense to buy it. Um, that's my pet peeve you know, about the machine. About. Sorry, sorry, but when you talk about the machines, that's my pet peeve with my clients. I'll be like, it's like, oh, the rep came and it's like, oh, this, um, I don't know, hydrofacial machine is one hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Whatever, maybe. I was like, and just like I said, oh, well, wait, let's look at the books, like see if we can afford this. And then we look at the books. I was like, no, you can't afford it. And they'd be like, no, you can't afford it. So let's be clear, you, you're not there yet, <laughs> right? And it's funny, I call it like the shiny object syndrome, and mm-hmm. um. In a mini, I have a, like a mini training about it, and it's not even just machines, right? It's marketing. What I see, okay. a lot of people are chasing clients and like, okay, I I'm gonna get this person, and then I'm gonna get this person. And I'm gonna dump all this money in ads, and and I'm like, you know, you can't get the next best thing. Sometimes we gotta look and see what we got because yep. you're not really maximizing what we have. Mm-hmm. Like I have clients, you have three machines here. Mm-hmm. I don't see any sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so what are we talking to people about? Why mm-hmm. do we have an ad about Botox when you have $400,000 in machines mm-hmm. that aren't being used? Mm-hmm. How about we focus our marketing to getting people to pay off these machines? Because yeah. your money's tied up. Because yeah, you can't, you're paying for these machines and no one's using them. Right. Why is it? Is it because you're not talking about it or people just don't want it? What did you, you know, how did we make this decision? Or mm-hmm. let me get a new one. Stop chasing clients. You have, Ooh, I thought yeah. you have all the tools there. Right there. You just need to, you just need to use them appropriately. Oh, they needed you to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> they needed you to tell them. I have definitely enjoyed you today. Your knowledge is top tier. You don't need me to tell you Thank that. You. But um, definitely, I've learned from you. Watch, I love you on TikTok. I love you on TikTok. <laughs> I've learned, I'm telling you, I've learned some stuff that I just didn't know. And that's what I love about um, men's by space and, you know, nurse entrepreneur space. Like it, you're, it's, you learn something new every single day. It's ever learning. Um, and we definitely bounce off each other and learn from each other. Um, so I'm glad we had this opportunity to chat it up and speak to the men's by community and um, give them some knowledge so they can make some informed decisions within their business or if they're thinking about opening a business. Business. Let our community know how they can stay connected with you. Okay. So I'm on Instagram at Tranquility Bookkeeping. Um, my website is tranquilitybookkeepingservices.com. I'm on TikTok as Small Biz Bookkeeper. Um, I am on YouTube as well. I actually just dropped a mini training on YouTube and it's Tranquility Bookkeeping Services. Okay, definitely. I'm going to definitely have to check that out on YouTube. Like I said, I love your TikTok um, content and um, we're definitely going to spread all that information in our community to stay connected with you. And thank you listeners so much for tuning in today to the Mad Spa Club. And I'm sure you enjoyed Miss Sherry as much as I did. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Stay connected. I'm just going to stop it now. I'm going to stop the recording. Okay. All right.